Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and I do thank you for tuning in and downloading this podcast. Certainly honored and blessed that you have done so. Today we're going to be in the book of Ruth. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along. As we will be mainly in uh, Ruth, we're going to look at... Uh, there's just really a lot that we could learn from the story of Ruth. Again, if you have a Bible, open it up and follow along. I would encourage you as well to uh, continue to pray for this ministry as we pray for all of our listeners and hope that God is blessing each and one of you. Ruth chapter 1, starting around verse 3 here, says, Now it came to pass in the days when judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now the name Bethlehem means house of bread in, in the Hebrew language, but there's apparently no bread uh, to eat. So this man takes his family, his wife and his sons, and they head to a foreign land. And what they're in search of is greener pastures, a better opportunity to provide and take care of their family so they all can eat and, and pay the bills. While they are there, uh, their sons will marry Moabite women which is really kind of a, a no-no if you are a Jewish man. And I'm sure uh, there were other Jewish folks that were in this area doing the same thing, migrating to find uh, food and work and whatnot to take care of their families. But the Bible is really silent on that. So, But as fate would have it, the Bible is very clear. All these men die. Leaving basically three widows. Now, Ruth was of childbearing age, but in the 10 years of marriage, uh, apparently she never uh, conceived a child. And Naomi, uh, this uh, lady, her mother in law, I'm guessing her hope of ever seeing her grandchildren perhaps were gone. And down the road here, after she becomes a widow, she receives word that uh, Bethlehem, Judah, uh, things are much brighter, things are improved there. And so she decides to return home, having lost everything in, in, her, in this foreign country. Naomi wants to go back uh, to the land of her people. So she would set out with her two daughter-in-laws. Their love for uh, Naomi must have been really deep, and the willingness, I think, to be able to go to a foreign country, a strange new world, as widows, uh, had, had to be very, uh, a de very deep love. Perhaps uh, they thought maybe they could find new husbands, start a family. I, who knows? But Ruth... Uh, and her uh, sister-in-law, excuse me, uh, they head out. And at some point, Naomi 
says, look, um, you know, you, you're you Moabite women. I appreciate you. You've been really dear to me. I know you love me. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm sure it was some really heartfelt uh, conversation here. It was perhaps even a little bit of tears and sadness. Uh, and the one daughter-in-law decides to stay. She turns back and returns back to her, her home country. But Ruth, she's just simply not going to be moved. Uh, she must have seriously loved Naomi very dearly and was really wanted help take care of her. Ten years after leaving Bethlehem, uh, Naomi returns home uh, with Ruth, and they arrive in the season of harvest. But they couldn't really partake in it because they were not there in the time of sowing. So in order to survive, uh, Ruth would go to the fields and gather grains and, and harvest uh, the grain that was missed. And she was willing to do this because it would meet their needs. In ancient Israel, the poor were allowed to glean whatever uh, produced that was left behind, dropped on the ground by the harvesters uh, as they went through the fields. And you can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 24. Uh, basically, in uh, terms in the United States, we would say today, uh, Ruth and Naomi were on welfare. Ruth chapter 2 verse 10, so she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? So one day when she was uh, gathering her grains, the, the owner of the fields, his name was Boaz, and Boaz has noticed her, and in Hebrew, the word notice means to acknowledge with honor or to understand. So Boaz acknowledges her, this situation. He takes special interest in Ruth, and he made sure that uh, Ruth and Naomi had plenty to eat. Boaz doesn't simply just notice Ruth. He, he understood and he honors her. He, he cares for Ruth and he sent her to, to work in a field full of young men to, to ensure that young man didn't molest her. He would overlook her and take care of her. Uh, this young widow must have, have felt that her past, her status, made her less desirable to uh, the young man in town, but yet here Boaz pays, pays special attention to her. He believed Ruth was more... Uh, than her past, Boaz does all he can to ensure that Ruth is well, taken care of, and he remains safe. She remains safe, excuse me. Ruth 4, verse 4 says, and he said, I will redeem it. According to Jewish law and customs of the time, if a wo woman's husband died, it would take a relative or a kinsman of her husband to marry her, and give her a chance. Being an elderly woman, Naomi recognized what was going on between Boaz and her daughter-in-law. So she would visit with Ruth and counsel her on what to do. And Ruth will follow her advice. And as soon as Ruth and Boaz are married, God provided Ruth with a redeemer that would give her 
a second chance. Are you at a place in your life that you feel like you're in a dead end? I, I know we all feel that way at times. Perhaps you're in one now. Perhaps you know somebody who is. and Maybe you feel like the future has no hope. Uh, perhaps you're going through a season of pain that has left you feeling empty. Be encouraged by the story of Ruth. There, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is so much that we could learn from the story of Ruth and apply it in our lives today. We need to ask God for His grace and, and be determined in whatever we want to accomplish that's in God's will. She was not too proud to, to get her hands dirty. So many people today, they just want everybody to feel sorry for them, but they don't want to get out and do anything about it. They don't want to get a job. Uh, they, they just want handouts. Ruth stayed busy. And she would work from dawn to dusk without complaining. There's not a single recording of a complaint anywhere by this young woman. She went out to the fields to harvest food, not just for herself, but for her mother-in-law as well. She didn't sit around and wait for help to come to her. And Naomi, even though they were poor, went out to take care of everything. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 says, Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring well. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11, Those who work their land will have an abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. So, Ruth was very loyal to her mother-in-law. Her, her fierce loyalty caught the eye of Boaz. And he felt a great respect for Ruth and sought to reward her kindness. Genuine loyalty never ends. As believers, we are to be loyal to the people that God has put into our lives. Again, back to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21, it says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Work on your character. I mean, we probably all need to do that. But despite her pain, Ruth was kind and noble. She, she was a blessing not only to Boaz, but to everyone she would come in contact with. We need to be more like God in our actions and our words. Are you pursuing godly character? Uh, your true character is revealed in the, dark, in the darkness of ours. Ruth was kind. Her love compelled her to sacrifice all of herself for the welfare of Naomi. Ask God to open your eyes to the needs of others. When we share His amazing love, even in little tiny drops, it, it can spread through so many lives. Ruth was courageous. And based on the advice of Naomi, uh, Ruth presented herself at the feet of Boaz on the threshing floor to, to ask for his protection as her kinsman redeemer. 
she risked being rejected. She risked being ridiculed. She was not a Jewish woman. But yet she was bold and following her mother-in-law's counsel. She was obedient in the face of her fears. And her obedience was rewarded. Throughout the Bible, God commands us to fear not and to be of good cheer and have courage. She was joyful. Uh, Ruth could, could have been angry. She could have been bitter. She could have been a full of self-pity, this woe is me type idea. But rather, she was hopeful and really, by all accounts, she had every reason to feel sad, but she didn't. She didn't have hate in her heart uh, towards God and towards others, and uh, she doesn't uh, seem to condemn her, her dead husband. She takes care of the things at hand. She remains at the side of her mother-in-law, persevering through hardship to eventually become a woman of great loyalty. Even with things falling apart, she, she chose to rejoice. The future may have looked bleak for her, but her heart blooms with joy. Difficulties could not dictate her joy. You know, the Bible does command us to rejoice always, and you and I need to keep a bright outlook in our hardships and i'm not saying it's easy and i'm not saying it was easy for ruth but the text is pretty clear that she kept looking for the rainbow type idea ruth was a woman of faith and she shows great faith in god she believed that god who was uh, said who, who he was she had faith that god would provide for her and her mother-in-law ruth believed that he would take care of her. John chapter 7, verse 38, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. You see, the book of Ruth begins with tragedy, which should have probably ruined the life of Ruth and all her joy. There was laughter once and again in the lives of both Naomi and Ruth. Boaz will end up marrying Ruth, and they would give uh, birth to, to Obed, who became the grandfather of King David. Our future is in Christ. You see, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor they gather yet in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? You see, despite her past, Ruth boldly moved forward, and she looks toward the future. She was a young widow, and far removed from her from her native home. Ruth was a Moabite. And if you recall, if you studied this out a little bit, the Moabites came uh, from an act of incest between Lot 
and his older daughters. So the children of Israel saw Moabites as being this inferior type of race. Many would have treated her as an inferior, but God loves all of us equally. No matter what your past sin may be, no matter what part of the world you're from, no matter how you came into the world, God is available to you and to me today. No matter where you come from, no matter what you've been through, God has a plan for your redemption. So don't look to the past. Look to God and trust that he has a plan for you. He has something in store for you in your future as well as mine. Everyone desires to have a secure future. I think that's probably one of the biggest needs that most of us have. To overcome the fear of the future, we need to know that God, and we need to believe in Him. The plans He has for our lives may not be easy. It may involve hardship, but we should not be afraid. Pray diligently. Lay your burdens at His feet. Keep reading and meditating on the Word of God. Refuse to panic. And this is probably easier said than done. But give thanks to God always. Those who trust in Him are, are safe and secure. Trust God's directives and His guidance. Believe in His promises for your future, no matter how hard the future might be. He will uh, use it for the good. However, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a child to God, I would encourage you to, to find a congregation that would teach you the entire truth of God's Word. To show you how to be a child of God. You know, I recall studying... Uh, with a Muslim years ago. It would have been quite a few now. But, and I'm not sure if I've really talked about this before on the podcast. We were really having a really great Bible study that was going on for several months. And at one point, uh, the man just quit showing up. And when I got a hold of him finally, he, he said, you know, I, I really appreciated your time and your energy that you did. I, I appreciate your zeal. But the problem I have with Christianity is this. There's no discipline. You're all talk, no action. Christians don't pray. Uh, they don't follow what your Bible teaches. Uh, and he basically walked away. Sadly, he's, he's really not far from the truth in, in a lot of aspects. We all fall short. I understand that. We all struggle. I understand that. But we need to work toward being faithful children. And if we really want to convince the lost and dying world that Christianity is the answer, we need to practice what we preach. And we all need to work on that, I'm sure. So I want to encourage you to, to please study your Bible, read your Bible, listen to it on an audio uh, Bible, book type thing. I, I do that a lot. 
have a prayer life, even if it's just short little prayers. Eventually, uh, the more you pray, the more you'll talk to God, the more you can hear Him through His Word, the more you will know His presence and His guiding you. You'll feel the warmth of His love. Life on earth is hard. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus, who was crucified, he was beat, mocked, spit upon, he was rejected. Uh, he had enemies, uh, people that were looking for the Messiah, rejected him as the Messiah. Uh, nobody knows more grief than Jesus. So I encourage you to stay in there and hang in there, and please tell others about us. I, I would be grateful for that. Uh, we have listeners all over the world, and that is a great blessing to me. And I always hope and pray that God would always have the glory. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.